Good evening. Welcome. We are so delighted that you have chosen to come tonight. Uh, those of you who are visiting with us, uh, we extend a very special welcome to you. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, hope that this is a, a wonderful night. I'd like to begin uh, just by giving a disclaimer. Uh, I have nothing to do with this, and it is not because I'm ashamed of it in any way, but I just don't want to take any credit. Uh, this is the brainchild of Pastor Brandt and the hard work of many, many individuals. So I get no pats on the back tonight. But we indeed are extremely pleased with this opportunity to worship God through the arts. Um, our God is the great creator. He created the heavens and the earth. He created us. And the scripture tells us that he created man in his image after his likeness, to show forth his glory, to demonstrate his praise, to show his great majesty. And one of the ways that we are created in the image of God is that indeed he has given us that ability to create, to be creative. And there are many people tonight that have understood that the Word of God teaches us that whatever we do, whether we eat, drink, or whatever we do, we should do it to the honor and glory of God. Martin Luther taught us that there is to be no distinction between that which is secular and that which is sacred. But all things are to be devoted unto God and to his praise. And so there are many people tonight that have been given a lot of different talents and abilities. And with a great degree of intentionality and desire to love and show that love and expression of their praise to God, have taken time to do all kinds of artwork, displays, uh, food preparations, all with a great deal of, as I, as I say, intentionality to show forth the, the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so a large part of tonight isn't just the service itself, but the time that we spend together afterwards looking at all the displays and all the artwork and uh, all of the uh, poetry, the many, many ways that people have chosen to express their desire to honor the Lord and to communicate to us the ministry and message of his life. So with that in mind, we are very thankful for this evening. Let us pray together. Almighty God, it is our desire that the Lord Jesus Christ be praised, that his name would be lifted up, that he would be glorified in that great redemptive work and the salvation that he has provided in the unique way in which he has shown forth the true image of God. For Jesus said, to see him is to see the Father. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Lord, uh, tonight, may we take a fresh look, may we use different means to once again honor you and to dedicate our entire selves, even as you have taught us that we're to love you with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. Lord, may tonight remind us of the great variety of ways in which we can show our allegiance to you, express our appreciation, and use our talents and gifts and abilities wherever they may lie to be used to glorify you. 
So bless our time together this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening. I won't replicate everything that Pastor Reed already said about tonight, except to point out that if you flip on the back of your bulletin, you'll see at the top, it mentions that over a hundred different people were involved in the creation of this particular night. And I just want to give praise to God for that. This is truly the church at work, desiring to bring glory to his name. And so with that in mind, as we proceed with our service this evening, you'll see that a lot of the interior of your bulletin, the service itself, is devoted to scripture reading and also uh, to um, music. So with that in mind, I'm, I'm going to be brief in my message, but I want to devote my time to one question, and that is, why have a night like this? Why devote an entire evening to worship through the arts? It's an important question. And I'd like to suggest three reasons for you, three, three brief reasons that the Bible gives. The first is that beauty is an attribute of God. Beauty is an attribute of God. In fact, God's beauty is a key aspect of His glory. When we think about glorifying God and praising Him for His glory, we often think of that in terms of His holiness, His moral perfection. And certainly that's a key part of it. But the Bible also makes it clear that one reason that God is glorious is because of his beauty. So let me just give you two passages. Psalm 96, verses 4 through 6 says, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And then Zechariah 9, 16 and 17 says this, For how great is his goodness! And how great is his beauty. But not only is God beautiful, but also he is the most beautiful person or thing in the entire universe. Ezekiel 1 says this very clearly. And in this book, Ezekiel is given this vision of what God is like. Just a glimpse of what God is like. Chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 says this. And above the expanse over their heads... There was a likeness of a throne. This is God's throne. And the appearance was like sapphire. Seated above the likeness of a throne was the likeness of a human appearance. And up for, upward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw, as it were, gleaming metal, like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire. And there was brightness about him, like the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud on the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard the voice of one speaking. That's a glimpse, just a tiny glimpse of what our God is really like. And Ezekiel's using the most beautiful objects he is aware of to convey this to his hearers. Another glimpse of the God's beauty is found in Revelation chapter 4, verses 2 through 3 say this, at once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, and one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow, an appearance of an emerald. And before the throne was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. I think what we're supposed to do is close our eyes when we read this passage and imagine what such beauty would be like 
absolutely amazing. So yes, God is holy and God is powerful. But yes, just as much yes, God is beautiful. He is the most beautiful thing or being in the entire universe. And so God is so beautiful. We see even in scriptures that holy men and women longed just to be in the presence of this beauty of the Lord. Psalm 27 is a famous one. It says, One thing I have asked of the Lord, and I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And here's the key part to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. That's a valid expression of our love for God, to long to see Him. That's exactly what Moses longed for when he said that he longed to see God's face. And it's one reason we have to look forward to heaven. And I think for this reason, that when we see a beautiful sunset or a gorgeous landscape, we can be led to worship because we see beauty in it, and it points us to the beauty of our Creator. The heavens declare the glory of God, Psalm 19 says, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. But lest you think that physical beauty is all that matters to the Christian, it's not. And the second reason why I might say it's important for us as a Christian or as Christians to have a, uh, a, a night like this is because we have an even more complete and full understanding of what true beauty is. So yes, the Bible describes God as beautiful, But the Bible also calls many other things beautiful that have nothing to do with physical appearance. For example, the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. So obviously that's not talking about someone's gorgeous feet, right? It's saying that rather the message of salvation is what's beautiful. It's what is wonderful. And in the New Testament, when a woman anointed Jesus' feet with expensive perfume, There were some around her who thought it was wasteful. But Jesus rebuked them saying, she has done a beautiful thing for me. So physical beauty isn't the only thing that makes something beautiful. And this also applies to Jesus. When we think about who Jesus is, there are songs that call him, quote, beautiful savior. But I don't think the reason we worship Jesus is because we consider him to be the most handsome man in the universe. In fact, the Scripture tells us quite the opposite. Isaiah 63 says, For he grew up before him like a a young plant, like a root out of dry ground, and he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. So contrary to all the Sunday school illustrations that you see, Jesus wasn't the most handsome-looking man on the face of the universe. He wasn't the most muscular man on the face of the universe. No. In fact, the Bible says right here, he probably looked quite ordinary. So why do we paint pictures of Jesus then? If he wasn't the most beautiful person in the world, why paint a picture? Why do a drawing? Why devote any kind of artwork to him? It's because we recognize that the beauty of Jesus, the significance of his life, was the truth that he taught, the salvation that he brought us, the divinity that he possessed, the victory that he accomplished. That is what makes Jesus beautiful. And that is why so many artists devote their talents to him. And the third and final reason that it's worthwhile to have a night like this is because the Bible makes it clear that God gave certain people artistic talents for the sole purpose of glorifying him. We could, of course, make the case that since the Bible says we are made in the image of God in Genesis 1.27, that one way we reflect this image is by creating, since he is our creator, and Pastor Reed already alluded to that, and many commentaries point to that as well. But even beyond this, the Bible uh, says 
that there are certain people that God has specifically given artistic gifts and talents. And in each case, it's clear that they were given for the purpose of worship. So consider a man named Bezalel, who you may or may not have heard of before, but he's mentioned by name in the scriptures. He created many of the beautiful furnishings of the tabernacle in the Old Testament. And the Bible says of him in Exodus 35, uh, starting in verse 30, Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill and intelligence, with knowledge, and with all, with all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, and for work in every skilled craft. But it isn't just to men that God gave these gifts. For the same chapter of Exodus says in verse 25, And every skillful woman spun with her hands, and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twisted linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them to use their gifts, their skill upon, uh, to, to spun the goat's hair. And this was all to make the curtains for the tabernacle. And finally, consider David, who wrote many of the Psalms, which, depending on the chapter, were either poems or literal songs. He was a harpist. He was a composer. God gave him skill, and that skill was given for the purpose of worshiping God. And so, just like these individuals, I believe that there are many people, even in our own congregation, who have these artistic gifts as well. So what are we to do with them? We're to glorify our God. And so with that in mind, we dedicate tonight to giving praise to our Savior and to those who are gathered here, and more importantly, to our Lord Jesus Christ, we present Worship Through the Arts, a celebration of the life of Jesus. are falling, hearts are breaking, how we need to hear from God. You've been promised, we've been waiting, welcome holy child, welcome holy child. Hope that you don't mind our manger. We would have known, but long awaited, holy stranger. 
yourself at home. Please make yourself at home. Bring your peace into our violence. Bid our hungry souls be filled. We're now breaking heaven's silence. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Fragile fingers sent to heal us. Tender brow prepared for thorn. Tiny heart whose blood will save us. Unto us is born. Unto us is born. So wrap our injured flesh around you. Breathe our air and walk our sun. Rob our sin and make us holy, perfect Son of God. Perfect Son of God. Welcome to our The scripture I will be reading tonight is found in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 33. While Jesus was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him along with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a hemorrhage for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, for she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, and saw the flute players in the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all that district. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. 
And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. John chapter 8 verses 2 through 11. Early in the morning Jesus came again to the temple. 
All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Jesus frightened and alone As he filled voices hissed at him Should he now be stoned? But in the air around him Hung a vast and worthless love Who knows what womanless lesson he was in the middle of At first he faced the fury self-righteous scorn but then he stooped and at once became the calm eye of the storm it was his worthless answer to the dark and cruel demand the lifetime in a moment as he scribbled in the sand it was silence it was music it was hard, it was absurd He stooped and shouted volumes Without saying a single word The same finger of a strong hand That had written ten commands For now was simply scribbling in the sand Within the space of space and time he scribbled in the sand they came to hear and see as much as they could understand now bound by cords of kindness couldn't cast a single stone and Jesus and the woman found that they were all alone it was silent It was absurd He stooped and shouted volumes Without saying a single word The 
the same finger of the strong hand that had written ten commands. For now we're simply scribbling in the sand. Could that same finger come and trace my soul's sacred sand and make some unexpected space where I could understand that my own condemnation pierced and broke that gentle hand that scratched the words I'll never know written in the sand. It was silence, it was music, it was art, it was absurd. He stooped and shouted volumes without saying a single word. The same finger of the strong hand that had written ten commands. For now we're simply scribbling in the sand. The same finger of the strong hand that had written ten simply scribbling in the sand Now I have an opportunity to continue in worship through the giving of our tithes and offerings, so I'll invite our ushers forward at this time. Let us pray together. God, you certainly are a God who deserves our praise, who deserves our worship, and Lord, I just thank you for this night that we get to just praise you and worship you, maybe in ways that we're not used to focusing on or even uh, used to praising you with. And Lord, I just thank you as we get to reflect upon the many gifts and abilities uh, that you've given your people, your church. And at times these are unique. And Lord, I just, I thank you for the many gifts you've given to us through singing, through art, uh, through teaching and preaching. And Lord, I just thank you for the many gifts you've given to us. And, and Lord, we thank you for all that you've provided for us. And Lord, as we get an opportunity now to give back to you, I pray that you would use these tithes and offerings to bring honor and to bring glory to your name. We pray that this service would help us to worship you and bring praise to your name. In your name I pray, amen.
beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great. Your love was greater. What good name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Mark chapter 15, 16 through 19, 25 through 34, and 37 through 39. The soldiers led Jesus away inside the palace, that is the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole battalion, and they clothed him in a purple cloak, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him, and they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha! You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. 
those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema shabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then he breathed his last, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Oh, 
was thine. Yet thou despised and gory, I joy to call thee mine. Mark 16, 1 through 7. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying one to the another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you.
I will be reading portions from Revelation chapter 21 and 22. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, and the sea was no more. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God, of the Lamb, will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. As we sing this song about the return of Christ, it might be unfamiliar to you, but it's got a, it has a familiar chorus, and at the end we'll ask you to stand and join us. shall all pass away no more tears one day you'll make sense of it all Jesus one day every question resolved every anxious thought left Rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. 
We'll sing and shout the victory. One day we will see face to face. Jesus, is there a greater vision of grace? And in a moment we shall be changed on that day. And one day. doesn't end our time together. Uh, I'm going to pray in just a moment, and I'll include our
prayer for our food. So you can make your way immediately to my left as you leave the sanctuary. And there are many displays. A lot of different uh, media has been used uh, to create uh, artwork. And I hope you'll take time to, to look at it. Some of it is truly, uh, truly magnificent. So, uh, and it's done by people of all ages. And we're grateful for the many people that participated in providing uh, various forms of artwork tonight. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we do rejoice. And we look forward to that day that we stand in your presence. And we're able to sing and shout of the victory. To proclaim you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Lord, unite our hearts together as we continue to worship and we continue to acknowledge your worthiness. You are worthy of our time, our effort, our monies, our lives. So Lord, help us to think about ways in which we can make you more fully known, ways in which we can glorify you more completely, how our lives can be used in even greater ways to show forth your praise. Bless the food to our bodies tonight, our time of fellowship. And uh, Lord, uh, speak to us even as we view these artworks that show forth more of the life of the Lord Jesus. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, and you're dismissed, and we encourage you to, to go to my left. If I might, excuse me, if I might also say, beyond the Fellowship Hall, there's a narthex to your right, and there is a lot of displays in that on your right. So just mill through the church. All right.